My name is Stefan Bauman and welcome to another podcast. In this podcast, I talk to one of my students about the importance of practicing perfect. When we go outdoors to paint, we try to capture the essence of what we are painting. We pay attention to values and colors, and we also pay attention to drawing, but just how accurate are we? We need to practice being accurate all the time. The purpose of going out and doing any hour prima painting is constantly improving what we do every time we do it. I don't care if it's some place that you've gone and painted over and over and over again, or if it's a brand new place. You want to start off with the concept, your central focal point, everything in place, and then you want to pursue the concept from beginning to end perfectly as you go along making sure that your values and your colors are correct. Make sure that your drawing is correct and your perspective. So sit back and listen while I discuss with one of my students the importance of practicing perfect. I'm looking at your painting here and you always want to, you want to develop painting what you see. You always want to develop your drawing. And when you're out there painting, even if you're like short for time, you have to... Mm -hmm. You have to always make sure that your elements are correct, your drawings correct, your proportions are correct. When you're putting something down, you want to first get the gesture of where it's supposed to go so that you can see if your relationships to sizes and stuff to the canvas are, are there. And that's what we learn when we first go out to paint is that gesture drawing. How do we put footnotes and where's the lights and shadows? And then after that, mm -hmm. you it's all about drawing. So painting's about drawing with color. You know, so a lot of people say, well, I don't want to bother learning how to paint. Um, I don't want to learn how to draw. I'm not going to bother to learn how to draw. I'm just going to trace and, and put it on. But the problem with that is that drawing is the basis for what we do. And you've got to kind of master drawing. So you're always trying to, to increase your skills by being more and more accurate. And so what I find when I'm looking at this, you've got the feeling and everything down, your drawing's just a bit off, especially some of the elements of the okay. drawing that make it, that building so interesting. And so steeple's a bit tall, the roof line, how it billows up like a mushroom. And so consequently, you don't quite have that flavor. If I would show okay. image of your painting to people in that town, they should say, oh, yeah, that's uh -huh. that church up on top of the hill there. I recognize that. Uh -huh. I don't know if your painting does that. I, it okay. doesn't have to. You know, it could be just a painting on the hill. But then you're not practicing perfect. When you're, when you're okay. practicing, whether you're practicing music or practicing cooking or practicing, you know, like let's say if you're playing the piano and you're practicing, you make a mistake, and then they just kind of go over it. They just push their way through it. And they get to the end of the song and then they go, well, it was okay. And then they close the piano. That's not practicing perfect. Practicing perfect is that you practice up to a point where you make a mistake and then you stop and you go, what am I doing wrong? Why is this? And then you go back and you go hit it again. And then you find out, is there uh -huh. something in fingering or whatever? And then what you do is you take that segment of the music and you practice that and you practice that mm -hmm. and you practice that. Mm -hmm. You practice that. So what we see here is kind of like somebody running through your painting, just like they would run through a song. And then there are mistakes. And then, mm -hmm. you know, you're not going back and correcting the mistakes. You're kind of like pushing them around and say, well, is this any church? 
And the thing is, it doesn't have to be that church. You're not developing your skills. You're not, you know, getting better at drawing. And no. you know your painting, mm -hmm. your your painting has gotten better since you've taken coaching. You couldn't go out and paint just a simple area of water with trees next to them. I mean, I remember when you first started painting and you were so scared to death to, to let people know that you were even painting, you were hiding in the forest. Now you're like sitting at, you, now you're like sitting at a street corner in Florence with us and want people to come over and see what you're doing. Um, but you know, what I feel is missing is that it's, it's good enough and we don't want to strive for that. We want to start getting masterful and masterful is every brushstroke put down perfectly right now as we go along and piece by piece most paintings fail at the first half an hour first 10 minutes of the painting usually before they even start because they don't even have a concept here you didn't even need a concept because you know it was so gorgeous what i'm looking at is so yeah. beautiful you don't need a, a concept on here but the problem is you kind of ran into a problem and rather than in kind of correcting it, you kind of dealt with it. You kind of manipulated it and said, well, it's kind of close enough. But it's not like, err, you know, it's not like being committed. I'm going to get that. So consequently, your church feels a little tall. The roof feels a little different. I could not, I could not find that. Now, now the painting part of it is perfect. This yeah. is like when a pianist goes through and plays their piano song, you wouldn't even know that they made a mistake. A pianist who knows her song, I can listen to concert because I used to be a concert pianist. I can listen to somebody playing Rachmaninoff and I could go, there's a mistake, there's a mistake. Because to, to play music without mistake is, is like, you know, doing paintings without mistakes. I mean, that's just part of life. That's what makes art. Same thing with, with any kind of art, whether it's, it's pottery or, or wood furniture making. When the machines come in, it's perfect. But there's nothing like actually holding a plate that's made by hand and you could feel the finger imprints, the imperfection. It's the imperfection that makes that. And the thing is, as artists and craftsmen, we're always striving to get our craft better. And that's the key. You're always striving to get better, but it always be imperfect. But you, every time you reach out, you're always trying to practice perfect. So what I find missing in here is that you've got the elements. The picture looks great. It can be any church USA, and that's perfectly fine too. And you can solve this thing, you know, like crazy. But that's not making you a better artist. That's kind of making you into a little bit of a lazy artist because then you figure, well, yeah, no, all paintings, all you know, buildings can be this way. Uh, and the problem is, like, even with with perspective. So, like. Your perspective is a little off. And the thing is, it should be. Because if it's too perfect, if your perspective is too perfect, then people looking at it will just marvel at how perfect your your perspective is. And then they won't look at your painting. So you kind of have to master the whole perfection of, pers uh, of perspective. And then you have to leave it at the door. You have to be okay with you purposely changing it. So that it's not perfect because it's not a perspective painting. But there's certain elements that have to be correct. There's certain elements that yeah. you missed in this. Part of it is the proportions and part of it is the is the the, the tower that if if we don't just kind of tweak and tweak and tweak, when we go to Florence next year, 
you're going to find you know, that your work is not as good as it can be, because not as sharp. Because you know, I'd rather have you better at drawing than you are this year, so that we can concentrate on getting a good composition, good painting, good quality there. So anyways, so that's, I'll get off my soapbox here. Um, but, so, so. I don't understand how you can always understand exactly how I function just by looking uh, for 10 seconds at, at my painting. It's just, it's it, just amazing. It's, well, the thing is, though, it's, it says volumes. Yeah. Look, like, so you say, well, I'm surprised. I'm surprised that you could tell what's going on in my paintings, even your thoughts in, in 10 seconds at view. Okay. So if that, if that's true with me, if I'm, you know, I'm an instructor, so if I can look at your painting and know what you were thinking, if I can look at your painting and know what you're thinking, mm -hmm. that tells you how much is revealed when you're painting. You know, a lot of people think, yeah. oh, I'm just painting. It doesn't matter. But the thing is, it does matter because I can look at it. I can look at when you were interrupted. I can look when you lost thought. I can tell every part of this painting whether or not you were frustrated or happy, whether or not you're trying to get it done, or whether or not you were even interested in the subject matter. Where did you lose interest? Where where did you figure out oh, what the hell? You know, like those buildings in the background. It's like, yeah. Ah, just put something back there and say, yeah, I don't have time for it. But the thing is, you did have time to put it in, but you didn't get it in right. And so it's, yeah. it's, it's just all these little things at the end do pay off. So a painting, you know, if you spent, how long did you spend on this painting? 90 minutes. Okay, so an hour and a half. So in that hour yeah. and a half, it's a document from minute to minute. Brushstroke by yeah. brushstroke, second by second, every second is a moment and a lot of people don't get that when they're painting they put paint down but they every they're not conscious they paint the sky like you're painting the sky it doesn't feel like the mm -hmm. sky that was there it doesn't feel like any kind of sky you just kind of like put in a footnote but yet you had to cover yeah. you had to cover the canvas and in the process of covering the canvas you could have paid a little bit more attention and put in a sky as you were painting it that would be a little bit more done than this and you can see that yeah. the, the yeah, blue. I'm struggling with that. Yeah. yeah, so so every brushstroke has to be intentional, um, getting the value right, the color right, and then you've got to be objective because look at that blue, that it halos the church. It's almost like your sky, your sky it comes down to the halo, and and if I'm not pushing you to get better all the time, you know you're gonna find another teacher that will. So it's my job to make you extraordinary. My job depends on it, but not only that. I get a big, yeah. I get excited when my students are like fabulous. I get excited when my students knock the pants off um, people that uh, in competition because they're just getting better and better and better. Mm -hmm. Part of that is, it's like, you know, if, if let's just say we, you were there for a plein air event and, you know, there was a competition. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they would know that you drifted off and I don't know where your brain was when you were doing that and it really doesn't matter but yeah. the thing is I need you focused I need you to be like every time you go out I need you to be like a swordsman going going to battle because you're no longer at a yeah. point where your work gets by that was okay for a while but now you're starting to you're starting <laughs> to rise up and people and when I have my coaching students going oh my god I want to paint like her 
Look at that magic she gets. God, if I could just paint. And the thing is, my students do. They think you're just amazing. So their eyes are on you. And I hopefully you feel that competition because I want you to get edgier. And the only way that I can do that yeah, is just kicking my ass. Kicking your ass. So, so tell me, so what? What I mean? Okay, improve my drawing. I hundred percent agree. I ordered the proportional divider, so I'm waiting for it. Yeah. When you when you and when you when you when you, when you stand out there, the first thing when you do billions, you have to really make sure that you get the perspective. So take a brush, hold the brush out in front of you. Yeah. Hold the brush out and then put it onto your canvas. And you'll see that roof line on the church up there, you know, isn't coming down enough. Okay, so the direction of the line should be further down. And then while you're painting it, which I think maybe you did, you started off getting it right. But in the process of painting it, you may have pushed it up. So the thing is with perspective is that you check it, you paint it, you check it again, you paint it, you check it again. And right before you leave, you throw your brushstroke back up into the air in front of you, lay the brushstroke on the line of the roof, and before you put that paint away, you check it one more time. Because every time you kind of paint up into it, it can kind of change. And if you don't get it, if, if the perspective isn't 100%, whoever knows it, and especially men, they'll look at it and go, yeah, your perspective is a little off. There's there's an old saying out there that says artists never die. They just lose their perspective. And the fact that you paint it at all is is amazing. You know, I've, most of my students that was really happy. Yeah, so most of my students when they go, you know, like what was amazing when we were in Florence and everybody was done on Friday. You saw everybody's like, "Oh, I'm done," right? And then Saturday morning, where are you? Oh, you're running. He's like, I'm going to go paint. You're like squeezing the moments out to go paint. When you had an opportunity, you went out there and did it. And that's the thing with the, the plein air painter. I have so many students that go on trips. I go, you're going to bring your paints. And they go, no. And I go, why? Oh, it's too much bother. It's too much this. And the thing is, you went on a yoga retreat and you ended up with painting. Now, the thing is, had you not done this painting, you would have been, you would have regretted it. If you didn't have your paints, you would have regretted it. You know, this painting is gorgeous and yeah. you don't have to fix it. It's perfect. But just in the future, we want to really get a little bit more exact. But the thing is, everything about this is a wonderful painting. And finish it. Don't get too noodly with what I tell you. Just moving forward, just kind of, you know, sharpen your edge yeah. a little bit, but and you'll be fine. Yeah. But um, I have one yeah. student that went on location. She was going to go on a boat ride with her husband. It was like three months, and she left Seattle, and they went to Australia. And you can imagine by ship. And I oh. said, are, are you going to bring your paints oh. with you? And she says, oh, I don't know if I want to, you know, all that. I said, you do. Oh. Not only that, commit to painting. You know, so she, they went to Tahiti and Hawaii. They went, you know, to, to New Zealand. They went to all these places. And, and the thing is, so, you know, she realized, wow, she really had a lot of time, especially on a ship to paint. She, yeah. She'd be at the port sitting on the edge of the, the boat, painting the ports that wherever she went. And as they drove yeah. along the, the waters, she would paint as they went along. Literally, that experience over several weeks painting as she went along, she came back. Uh -huh. Not only did she have a collection of her journeys, which is what I was trying to encourage her. Say, you, here you have a collection of your paintings. You know, what an awesome thing to hang uh, up as a, as a memory thing. Uh, but 
she went back in and kind of worked with them and tweaked them, found out what she did wrong, what she didn't do wrong. But it was so mm -hmm. concentrated on just the concept of, of getting it right. It was so concentrated on that. When she started painting again, completely different artist. Her paintings are so, they just night and day, night and day. It was like, here's, here's when she came back. And now this is the new artist that came out of it. Not painting is literally a, a, a moment where, you know, you're not, you're not taking your art to the next step. And you, you know, you, I've always said you're on fire. You are. You're just awesome. Uh, Your colors and choices yeah, and I stuff. Cannot, I cannot imagine not doing it anymore. It's really, uh, the more I do it, the more I want to do it. It's, I really feel it like that. So it's just, uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, you're becoming that artist. Well, as you can see, if you're practicing perfect, you'll make sure that your painting will constantly be improving and you will come up with a better quality of painting to take home. If you're interested in my coaching classes, you can reach me at 415-606-9074. And if you wish to get a free book on everything you need to know about landscape painting, you can go to my website, www.stephanbauman.com. There you can find a free book on everything you need to know about painting. Again, www.stephanbauman.com. Or if you're interested in coaching, please call me at 415 Six zero six nine zero seven four.